This is the Magellan Journal, a podcast series here to help you navigate through EU opportunities. We remove the noise around current EU issues on different topics, such as transport and environment, each time through the perspective of a different expert. In this episode, we speak to Alexio Pico, Managing Director of Circle Group, an Italian company providing software solutions as well as consultancy and EU funding services in the area of transport and logistics. We ask Alexio to comment on the strategies for the European Green Deal and the Fit for 55 Climate Action Plan, while also paying special attention to the current events. Hello and good afternoon, Alexio, and thank you for joining us in this podcast. Can you, to begin with, please briefly present yourself and the Circle Group? Good afternoon, Andrea, and thanks a lot for uh, inviting me to this uh, very interesting uh, conversation. Uh, my name is Alexio Pico, I'm the Managing Director of the Circle Group. Circle Group, we are just uh, close to 10 years. We are going to celebrate in June 10 years, and since the very beginning in 2012, we started with two main businesses. One that is uh, providing IT software solutions for port terminal and tra- uh, port transport and uh, logistic operators. The second one is uh, consultancy and EU funding, uh, more or less in the same area of port transport and, and logistics. Uh, we have a, a strong vocation in international projects. We are running a number of EU projects and also international consulting uh, projects. And we are enlarging our uh, network and our business. And at the beginning, we were only six people. Now we are 100 people with a number of companies we acquired in the, in the meantime. And also, uh, as a last point, we are since October 2018, we are also listed at the Italian uh, stock market. And we, wherever there is innovation in port transport and logistics, and in the future also a bit more than that, we are there. Okay. Thank you. So I'll begin with some of the questions that I prepared for you. Last week, we celebrated Earth Day, which is an annual event on April 22, to demonstrate support for environmental protection. Last July in 2021, the European Commission adopted the Fit for 55 Climate Action Plan. So can you tell us how does this affect your strategy or what is, in your opinion, the right strategy to achieve these targets? Yes, that's, that's a very interesting question. First of all, I have to say I'm, I'm a little bit old in order to have seen a number of different, let's say, framework programs uh, from the European Commission. My first project in research was during the uh, fourth framework program for research and development. And I may say that this time, with the, with the Green Deal specifically, it's the very first time in which you can really, really see a, a switch between uh, environmental aim, environmental protection, uh, in which the policy is there, uh, a lot of money is available, uh, the the financial tools are available, all the work that the commission is doing on the taxonomy is favoring, let's say, a certain kind of green, everything is there. And uh, we we have big challenges in front of us. Uh, Of course, I mean, uh, what happened just before the Green Deal, uh, two main things, COVID first and the, the war now, uh, it's not very favoring this, but still it's, the, it's really the right moment when we can do a, a big, big uh, switch to, 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 to save in a way our, our planet. And you mm-hmm. see this uh, in, many, in many different things. In IT, for instance, I'll give you an example in IT, there are more and more uh, clients that are asking, okay, you provide software for logistic operations, okay, or uh, combined transport operations. Okay, fine. Can you give us also something that is calculating the environmental footprint, the environmental uh, emissions, uh, the CO2 emissions, in order to also decide on how our strategy based on that? 
That's a big, big change. Eh? That's a big change. And the same in consultancy. In consultancy, we are more and more and more working in, uh, in sustainability and environment, circular economy, and energy transitions. There is one point in which it's very interesting to mention. Uh, ports were always seen as connectivity apps. Now they are becoming energy apps, uh, places in which you can produce alternative fuels, mainly from renewables, and then use alternative fuels for the different kind of transport. So really, it's the moment. And you seem very passionate about these environmental topics. In what way are you working to contribute to achieving these objectives? We, we, as mentioned, we have many, many projects. I can mention one. That, that is very important because it's uh, one of the key implementation projects in, in many member states in Europe. That is onshore power supply, meaning cold iron imports, providing vessels uh, at port with uh, electricity in order that they can switch off the engine and not emit, avoid to emit a lot of pollutions, especially if the ports close to cities. This is a huge amount of money injected in the system, not only from the European Union, but also at national level. And of course, we are running, in this respect, we are running a project, a flagship project within the Connecting Euro Facility program that is called Ealing that is exactly to develop in an harmonized way uh, cold ironing across Europe. The fact is that still there are differences in technical, in terms of energy delivering, in terms of price of energy, in terms of incentives that could be given or not for this kind of electricity. So the, the, the project with 17 ports in Europe and funded by the, co-founded by the European Commission is, is meant to try to, to, to achieve a certain kind of harmonization in the sector. And we are really doing a great job. And by the way, next Friday, we are going to intermediate result in the midterm event that is uh, online. So it's still a digital event. So you can find information on the website if you want still to, to register and to have a look to this project on Kodak. Okay. So as you said, there are many funding opportunities now in the environmental field. However, there are some other events that currently are happening in Europe. For example, 24th of February was a turning point in European history with the Russia's attack on Ukraine. And these events, they pretend great changes also for another region, not only Europe, the Arctic, actually. So for the European Union, could this complex paradigm shift have implications for transition efforts under the European Green Deal and its post-COVID recovery plans? such as the next generation EU or Repower EU? Yes, of course, the answer is yes, unfortunately. And there are a number of consequences, uh, and both on the transport and on the energy side, at least. On the transport side, the, the logistic chain, uh, they, they are going to, to, to change, or they are already changed for, uh, for whatever is coming from the Far East uh, crossing uh, Russia. Of course, this is uh, already changed, or so it's going to change. But uh, more than that, I think on the energy side, a number of countries, including uh, Italy and others, they have to try to reduce the dependency on the Russian uh, gas. And, and the, the way to do it, there are many ways to do it. Of course, there is also a good way that means, okay, let's put even more effort and money on, on renewables. But there is also the, on, on the emergency side, there is the risk you know, to reopen. That's something that is in discussion in Italy, to reopen some coal energy production, you know just as a remedial action for emergency and you know quite well that okay when you open again this when you have to close it again you know it's it's a little bit of a mess so, uh, but it's an emergency in a way so i think this is going to affect our uh, 
uh, transport and energy you know uh, frame of course we hope that everything is going to end, end uh, up very quickly but uh, yes the answer is yes this is going to affect what we are doing for sure mm -hmm. and do you have any more ideas on the possible scenarios in the future when it comes to this yeah, it's very difficult this is really too much <laughs> geopolitically oriented for me i'm not a geopolitical expert for sure i see already i mean a number of changes in the way in which the the gas uh, Uh, is supplied in, in some countries. And this is also uh, sometimes favoring some industry, for instance, the liquid natural gas industry, that, is, that means transporting more LNG uh, on, 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 maritime, on, on the maritime side, so not on pipeline, but it needs also some more reinforcement of the infrastructure on shore in order to regasify uh, this, uh, this gas in order to be used for, for normal uh, use. Mm -hmm. And then speaking again about sustainable future, uh, you recently stated that changing transport habits and working models are key factors to lead us towards a greener future. This is in line with the new EC policies of cutting GHG emissions of 60% by 2030. How will these new habits and working models affect you personally and your company? I may say positively for two reasons. Uh, on, in terms of their personal life, I think that the, the one of the things that COVID should told us is that uh, we could be in certain kind of works, of course, and professions, of course, uh, we could be more flexible. Okay, uh, we could uh, we could use our time more effectively, and this normally leads. Even we need to have more studies on that, new studies, because the studies on remote working they are old and everything has changed. Huh? This could lead to less you know, traveling, less commuting, and, and that means less impact on the, on the environment, less emissions in terms of, let's say, day-to-day -day life. In terms of professionally speaking, I think we learned a very simple thing in a way, but still uh, to be learned, meaning that in business, we understood that sometimes we were moving a lot of people for a long trip for you know, a couple of hours out a day, And that with a lot of costs and, and social environmental costs also. Uh, and now we, we, we understand that, of course, we need to meet face to face. Uh, we, we need to have a relationship. But for a number of meetings, uh, remote calls, remote conference are very, very effective. And at the very end of the game, this is going to save a lot in terms of uh, environmental uh, issues. Mm -hmm. And finally, what are your plans for the near future? Any new projects or activities coming up that we should know about? Yes, in terms of the circle group, we are extending our range of activities in consultancy. Uh, you will uh, soon uh, see that we have created a specific company for extending uh, our, uh, let's say, expertise, not only in port transport and logistics, but exactly more in uh, environment, the circular economy. And we are also reinforcing uh, our strategic communication and advocacy Uh, business uh, uh, with this new joint venture that we, we will be soon uh, updated on. And in terms of projects, uh, just to mention something that it is in relation with the, with the fact that ports are energy apps, we, we got awarded very recently of a very, very interesting Horizon Europe project that is called Synergy, that is exactly about the energy transition in ports, meaning which kind of uh, master plan uh, ports should uh, deliver in order to achieve certain goals in, in, in their path to the, the, the decarbonization and which kind of tools they have to develop within the development of the master plan in terms also of improving skills 
uh, new training needs that world, what community could have, and in terms of also uh, tools to assess their uh, environmental, social, and governance responsibility. So ESG is becoming a very key uh, issue also for ports. And this project that is starting soon, that for the next three years is certainly uh, at the center of this point. Okay, that sounds very excited, and I'm curious to hear the, the news uh, anytime soon. Well, thank you very much, Alexi, for this interesting conversation, and uh, I wish you a nice rest of the day. You're welcome. Thanks a lot, Andrea. Thanks to Magellan, and see you soon. Bye-bye. If you like this podcast and want to know more about Magellan, check out our website at www.magellan-association.org.